I may not be an expert in this stuff, but even I know that a star doesn't just go boom. And you only have to look at it to know that something's gone seriously wrong. It's, I don't know, it's like, it's sickly. Like it's rotting inside. The doctor nodded. Very astute. The sun is collapsing into a special anomaly. He made the shape of a sphere with his hands, gradually widening it. It's throwing off a lethal space-time energy effect, charged with artron particles. A shock wave. The calm way he explained it made Ace's blood run cold. And more than anything, she wanted to jump back into the TARDIS and never return. But instead, what she said was, So we're going to stop it then? We're here to save all these people, yeah? He gave her a look, as if that was the stupidest question he'd ever heard. We can't help them, Ace. It's already too late. These worlds are going to burn, and there's nothing we can do to prevent it. Then without another word, the Doctor strode away toward a gantry that led down to the platform beneath. Ace had to tear herself away from the view out the window, and she followed scowling to cover up how afraid she was. Sorry! Excuse me! Sorry! It was hard to keep up with the doctor as he worked his way through the crowd. He led with his umbrella, almost strolling, and people got out of his way as if it was the natural thing to do. She could sense fear in the air like smoke, heavy and suffocating. Ace saw people from every walk of life, rich and poor, young and old. They were all just refugees now, anxious to escape. Up ahead, the hull of the cargo ship was a wall of steel, and the faces of the people already on board were pressed up to the portholes. The ship was massive, the size of two ocean liners, but still Ace couldn't help wondering if everyone here would be able to get on board. Written on the metal was the ship's name, Obscura, in 20-foot-high letters. Following the Doctor's straw hat bobbing along before her, Ace saw lines of people being funnelled through oval airlock doors. Crewmen in jumpsuits were directing them this way and that. The Doctor made a beeline for the man with the most gold braid on his cuffs. Ace stumbled and glanced down. The rest of the space station extended away beneath her feet, with hundreds of other docking bays below. All were empty. The Obscura was the only ship left. Who's in charge? demanded the doctor. He knew the answer already, of course. A man and a woman stood side by side, one with slightly more gold braid than the other, the captain and his second in command. Are you the senior officer? The doctor asked the woman, as if he had all the right in the world to know. The woman scowled. She had blonde hair and a pinched face. I'm K-6, first officer. She pointed at the man. This is Captain O. He looked a little friendlier, but the stress of the day was clearly taking its toll. I'm in command of this vessel. Sir, I must ask you to wait in line. 
You'll be embarked in good time. We have plenty of room. The doctor ignored him. Do you know who we are? Before Owen could answer, he went on, nodding at his companion. This is the esteemed Lady Dorothy McShane. Ace winced at the sound of her real name. From Earth. And I am the doctor. Earth? Earth Central? Um, yes? We were told Earth Central's diplomatic team was lost. When the inner colonies were destroyed, how did you get here? It wasn't easy, said the doctor, quick and sharp. And just like that, he bluffed them into making up a story for them. Ace had witnessed him pull the same trick many times, and it always worked. She wasn't sure if he could hypnotise people a little, or if he knew exactly how to say the right thing at the right time. But all of a sudden, he had them thinking she was an envoy from the Earth Empire, and he was her chaperone. He gave